0: there was some incident with the car, that it was working really well everywhere else until the fact that they reached the house and then it never never started again. Until they had to push the car outside the the house and then it started again. No way, seriously?
1: Oh my God. (gasps) When I was younger, to fall asleep, I used to watch behind-the-scenes of popular movies. I still do that sometimes because I'm endlessly curious about how things come to life on screen and the worlds that live in the different minds of directors, set designers, actors, and anyone else involved in the making of a movie. Today, we lift the curtain of La Condesa, a thriller that has plenty of thrills behind the scenes as it does on screen. One of them that you just heard about Produced and directed by Honduran director Mario Ramos, the film holds one mystery after the other as two couples decide to stay in a family home that has a dark past. Beyond this film's unexpected twists and intensity, what makes La Condesa different from other films in this genre is its subtlety and the rhythm with which it develops suspense in the story. The elegance of its photography, as well as a choreography of the actors in each of its scenes, creates an ethereal atmosphere of suspense and blends this with frightening and grotesque images that submerge the viewer in a chilling story from which neither actor nor viewer can escape. With me is Peruvian actor, Sebastián Estímen, who plays Eduardo in La Condesa. We'll talk about filming during the pandemic, mysterious happenings in their set location, comes with its own past, supporting Central American productions, Sebastián's hidden and not-so-hidden talents, and more. Hola, yo soy Andrea Márquez, and this is Latinx, a show brought to you by La Red Hispana and the Hispanic Communications Network for the new generation of LADNIX. This season, we want to focus on empowering you to follow your passion And be smart about chasing your dreams while speaking to Latinx from all over, de diferentes colores y sabores. Thank you for all of your support. Our community keeps growing, so make sure to join Latinx on Instagram and TikTok at Latinx. You can also find out more on our website at wearelatinx.com.
0: Okay, I was born and raised in Peru, Lima, Peru, where I am right now, actually. Um, and then I, I moved around to study acting. I moved to Mexico, lived there for, a, for quite a bit, um, studied there, studied in Germany. And then I moved to New York and I studied there at Circle in the Square Theatre School for two years, it's the conservatory. And then I stayed for 10 years in New York. And and then I moved back to Peru because I was, I was producing my own film and it got premiered. And then they started like offering me jobs here and and then I stayed here and and then I met Mario the director of the movie a couple years ago when we did a a short film together and and we it was like it was like you were talking about family members and it's exactly that that's how Mario feels to me as well because he was such a such a paternal figure as a director um and and the fact that when we started doing the the short film together and we spoke about what our next project could be or should be what we wanted it to be it was this feature film um suspense horror and then years went by and i was like okay that's i mean people are doing their own stuff and then he calls me for this movie and and it's like yeah like you said like a like a fam extended family member um So yeah, I don't know if that was the answer to the question, but...
1: (laughs) Anything is the answer to the question. Anything goes uh, for that beginning question. But I will say, Mario is such an easy person to talk to. Um, He is, you know, now that you say paternal figure, the amount of times I talked to him, I always felt like I was talking to like this older, because he's going to kill us, because he's not that old, he's going to say. Um, But... (laughs) I did feel like I was talking to like an older brother, and yeah. um, he's just so, such a caring individual, and he's very passionate about what he does. Everything he does mm-hmm. is very well done and crafted, which brings me to my next question. I know that Mario is a winner of various Emmys, and exactly. he is just—he's a true professional. He's an artist, and what we know, bueno, es hondureño, verdad? Mm-hmm. So. What is it like to work with someone like him, and especially because you have this career and you've worked with many directors, to work with someone, de America, hondureño, Latino in todos los sentidos? <laughs>
0: well, it, 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 we've had this conversation a lot with Mario and with people around uh, when we were shooting the movie, and, and what, what is the difference? And I feel like the most important thing is, what is the story you're telling? You know, and does it have to do with the with with the type of director that is directing that story? Uh, when we did "Vuelve con nosotros," which was the name of the short film, um, it was about a subject that is very close to a, a Latin American country and 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 things that happen a lot here. So it needed to be told from a Latin perspective, someone that has that knows about it or at least has experienced it in in some some way um Mario is someone that the first thing that I feel I mean this is my own opinion but the, I feel like the the thing that that drives him into whatever he's going to do in the future is his passion is his love towards the art more than you know how many emmys he's won um how much experience he has like he goes into this these these projects with his heart first and it's like okay I'm I'm not you know, I'm not anything better than anyone else because I have these five Emmys. I'm not like, you know, it's like this is a story that I wanna that I wanna showcase. This is this is what I wanna say visually with the shots, with the type of, of editing and stuff like that. And I think that's the most important thing about Mario, that that it doesn't matter how many like I said, it doesn't matter how many awards he wins, it doesn't matter how many movies he does. He will start every project with the same sort of like um, passionate feeling of it and and that's 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 very exciting as an actor that you're working with a director that is so passionate about the project that when he talks to you about it when he talks to you about the the characters and 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 their development and the story itself it it sort of it gives you all the energy of the movie and and then you can have a conversation and then you can exchange ideas and and just built from there on but like as a team instead of you know the head of the project telling you what to do so it that's that's very very um personal about mario and very different than not not all of the directors because i've encountered some directors like that as well but from the majority of them like that's that's very particular of mario
1: very collaborative right mm-hmm. completely i can definitely imagine him sitting down and being like what do you think Let's exactly. do it from your angle, claro.
0: Because there are directors that will say, you know, this is how you do it. And yeah. if you have any questions, go talk to the assistant director.
1: Claro, of
0: course. <laughs> Mario is not like that.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine him being like that. And, and and as an actor, that is such a rewarding experience, probably, because you get to challenge yourself. You get to try things out. You know where your comfort zone is and you get to push yourself as well, Right. So since we're already fangirling over the director Mario Ramos here, let me tell you a little bit about why. I met Mario about two years ago in DC through his production company, Cabeza Hueca Films. I could tell you all the impressive things about him, like that he's a five-time Emmy Award winner, that he's an author and also gives conferences on leadership, entrepreneurship, gender equality, and the art of telling stories in different parts of Latin America or that he's an honorary ambassador of Plan International Honduras. But to me, Mario is a very funny, direct, and yet warm individual who I'm happy to call a friend. I have some anecdotes of him that he probably would find funny, but one of the greatest things about him is that it's not hard to be with him at all. He makes it easy. As a person, and also as a film director, I think that's a wonderful gift to have. As Sebastián mentioned, he cares about what he does, and he cares about where he came from, always giving a nod to his roots.
0: So, tell me a little bit about the movie. So, La Condesa, this is the the name of the movie, The Countess, um, it's a movie about a family secret. It's a movie that starts with two brothers going to this mansion that their grandmother has; uh, she's passed away, and they bring their their girlfriends to this mansion to for for a weekend, and then they start figuring out some of the secrets of that family has, very very hidden secrets that involve some um, darkness, so to speak. <laughs> and this darkness, this secret, has a a curse basically on the entire family, and everything that they experience in this house. Uh, has to do with everything that happened to the grandmother, to the different, um, uh, the, the, the members of the family. And this is told in three different time eras. In the, the time of the grandmother, the time of my character and, and my brother's character, which is the 70s, and the actual nowadays time of my, would be, um, not the nephew. What is the, the female version of my nephew? <laughs> nice it's a the genre is suspense it's a it's more of a psychological suspense um it's very detail oriented um the house the the art department that worked on it basically the house was everything like the house was already done because it's such a haunted house for real in maryland and so it was it was sort of like given to us everything up from the house and the spirits and everything within it <laughs> that would work towards um, making the movie better. Uh, it's uh, I think an hour and a half, very, um, very short, but, but very uh, direct. And, and, and there's a point of the movie like at the middle that it just, everything starts to envelop and, and, and just, it's like, a, um, how do you say like, a, like an avalanche? That it just keeps growing and growing and growing until the end. So that's how it feels towards towards the end of the movie. Um, I think it's something different that people has, has seen. it's a, it's a suspense horror but um, as I said very detail oriented and uh, very th- thought about like all the it's not it's not everything that is written down and not everything that is said in the in the dialogue, but is everything that maybe is not said and just some um, contact of, 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 of visuals and, and, and the music that was created for it. It's like, we, we had 15 days to shoot this movie and it feels like we had like two months to shoot it. Uh, and the work that it was done in post-production with the sound, with the editing, with, the, um, with people that have, that have worked in the art and, and stuff for the, for the poster. Everyone that has worked in the movie really believed in the story and really believed in the movie. And that's something really beautiful to see in a, in a project because nowadays it's like you pay me and I do the work, basically. Um, this one, it's like, okay, I'm getting paid, but I'm also very. Uh, into the movie and into the story, and and I want to make this, uh, if, if, if whatever I can say will make this movie better, I will say it and you will tell me if, if, if we're fine with this or not, but I will give everything that I have to make this even better, and that is something I feel that comes back to what we were saying about Mario, and the way he treats people, and the way he treats the project, so um, I don't know, I just, I'm very proud of this project. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that, that Mario was able to do it. I knew that he was going to do it. And that's why we spoke about it many years ago. Um, and it's such a, such a personal project for me because of, of my relationship with Mario. Uh, so I'm really excited that people are going to finally see it. Uh, it's out already in the US and Canada uh, on demand. And soon it's going to be in movie theaters. So I'm, 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 I'm really happy with it.
1: 15 days you yes. guys did all of this oh my god and how during was the pandemic?
0: that
1: how did you guys manage to do that
0: uh, uh, we started the movie when we were sort of like hearing all of these things about about nah, there's this virus but nothing's gonna happen and <laughs> yeah exactly we all awesome. played
1: with that yes I remember. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when, um, yeah.
0: yeah it's gonna go away it's gonna go away and then like five days in while we're shooting it's like no it's out of control peru has closed the borders i cannot go back to my country uh people are, can't go back to new york where where they lived uh so we have two options or we cancel and you see how you know you survive or, or how we can get back to your 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 you guys' countries or we just finish the movie And we were basically already in quarantine because we were going from the apartment of the actors to the set and then back and forth, back and forth. So we were already just within everyone that that was already there. So there was no risk in in, in getting um, getting the virus from somewhere else because we weren't having any contact with anyone else. And the fact that uh, I was coming from Peru, people were coming from Honduras, you know there were a lot of people from out of the country and getting us all back together at some point was going to be impossible especially now knowing that it's been a year and a half and we're still in the same you know um oh yeah part of the of the <laughs> of the virus um it was going to be impossible so everyone was like on board everyone was like we we're going to do this it doesn't matter, we, we're all having the, the protocols, we, we're, we're taking care of each other, no one's getting out, no one is going to parties and anything like that, so let's, let's just go for it. And the fact that it was only one location mm-hmm. made everything easier, of because course. the location had, you know, the basement, the, the, the living room, the, um, the dining room, it has everything that we needed. So it was. We could have. We we stayed there from like very early in the morning until very late at night. Everyone was very happy all the time because they were doing something that they loved during such horrible times, and that mm-hmm. that is very um, privileged f- for us. Um, I started the the the, the whole um, coronavirus era <laughs> while working, and and a lot of people lost a lot of jobs and and lost everything due to this and just the fact that that we were able for at least a couple weeks at least the first month of everything to do something that we love it was it was a a gift for us and i really saw it like that because i stayed in in washington for two more months while everything was a mess here in peru because i wasn't able to go back um and even though we, the, the, I was in DC and the, it was sort of like quarantine, but not really, it was way less than in Peru. So I had two months of, of trying to figure out um, how to deal with this, but not in such a drastic way as others had in my country.
1: The first film produced in the Honduran film industry was Mi Amigo Ángel in 1962 by Sami Kafati hailed as the genesis of Honduran cinema. The film is 32 minutes long and provided a look into Tegucigalpa in the 1960s. The film was criticized for showing the, quote-unquote, poor and ugly sides of Honduras. Cafati went on to produce various documentaries, and it wasn't until the 70s when more filmmaking started to emerge in Honduras. However, ongoing military conflicts made the growth harder and slow. In 2019, Congress in Honduras approved the Honduran Cinematographic Law, becoming one of the few Central American nations with a formalized film infrastructure. Although Honduras has seen a recent localized cinematic boom, the country was, until now, operating without an established institution or body to fund, oversee, or regulate local filmmakers. Considering the slow growth of film in Honduras, the law is a major advancement as it provides greater opportunity and opens the door to national and foreign investment. With formal legislation, Honduran filmmakers are now able to access funds from international organizations that support developing countries and wish to promote cinema. The good news is that it's now clear that there's still a long way to go when it comes to Honduran cinema and a lot of untapped talent in Central America. Talk to me a little bit about that um, the location, because I know it comes with its own history and how it influenced the movie. Oh yes. Yeah. of course. <laughs> um,
0: the, the house, the house is, uh, is, is is its own character in the movie, and before in the pre-production as well. Um, when Mario and Juan Pablo, the producer went to talk to, to the owner of the house about the project. Um, she was like, okay, okay, but let me, let me answer you tomorrow, the next day. And they were like, eh, sure, that's kind of weird, but okay. And then the next day they went back to the house and she was like, okay, uh, the answer is yes. Just so you know, I had to ask um, everyone else who, who lives here. And it's like, your husband? <laughs> no, no, the, the, the spirits um <laughs> i'm sorry what wow okay they
1: were, they were
0: like oh, okay so the spirits they are they're okay with us coming here and, and shooting the movie they're like yeah yeah yeah. it's fine of course no one said that to us that, that's what they they kept that as a secret until the end of the of the movie and until we finished shooting everything um but you could always feel sense like so there there was something um energy wise there and uh, there was some incident with the car that it was working really well everywhere else until the fact that they reached the house and then it never stopped and never started again until they had to push the car outside the, ha- the house and then it started again
1: no way seriously was- oh my god
0: <gasps> and the woman was like well maybe maybe the ghost maybe the spirit so like don't, don't like that car <laughs>
1: Oh wow, that's that's like movie thing Wow, good padre. I mean, I'm sure that it's probably scary, but from an outsider's perspective, I can tell you that. I mean, it helps, awesome. it helps a lot. <laughs> Me, my <imagino. laughs> that's awesome. Did anything it helps, else it helps happen? the
0: fact that we get into the vibe of the story,
1: claro, claro. I mean. Fearing for your life. I, I feel that. I, I would definitely sure. use that.
0: <laughs> method, method acting. <laughs>
1: method acting, yes. Um, that's super cool. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so, I mean, you talked a little bit about your character. What, what would you say? You guys didn't actually know about this whole situation until after filming. But what would you say was one of the um, most challenging things with your character?
0: My character, is uh, his name is Eduardo, he's one of the brothers. Um, I feel like, I mean, I never, obviously I never judge who I'm gonna play. Um, So I always have like this respond to everything that everyone else says about my character that apparently I'm not as good as I think I am (laughs) because of the things that that I do. (laughs) But uh, I think the the, the most challenging thing is that there are a lot of dramatic moments in the movie very hard and and they, they're scenes that um, that are long to shoot, like six hours for one scene, for instance, so it's I think what I learned the most about it is the concentration, the fact that it's so easy to lose concentration and to lose the the moment. In, in the scene and whatever is happening in that moment, it's so easy to lose it. And it's so hard to go back to that moment. Of course you do it once and you're fully involved and you're fully connected and, and, and everything, but then you have to do it 14 more times because of the different shots, angles and stuff like that. So it was, there were scenes that were hour long and and just like in this space of, of, of um. Of I don't know emotional breakdown for like hours and you you just have to you have to be connected because I knew that if I would just goof around or or, or anything or go away for like an hour or so I I would lose it and it would be much harder for me to to go back to that moment um, but it's such a huge learning experience for me because I've I've done some other shots shoots uh, that that have dramatic moments but they don't take that much um, time to like do different angles and close-ups and so many. So I was able to do one scene in an hour and a half or two, but not six. So as an actor, it was a huge learning experience for me to do those scenes for that long. Of course, the night was coming and I was completely destroyed, (laughs) but um, happy and excited.
1: (laughs) And, And then for 15 days, it was every single day, right?
0: yes 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 yes
1: that's that's quite the, we had to. the marathon mm-hmm. yes of course and you mentioned that the majority of the people that worked on this film were from outside of the country a lot of people yeah. from honduras or Central america right yeah,
0: yeah yeah the 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 technical team uh came from honduras uh from honduras and part of it from the u.s um i think i was the only actor that came from uh, Latin America, everyone else was from a, from a Latin country. Like we had actors from Argentina, from uh, Republica Dominicana, um, from Cuba, uh, from Honduras, Yaritza, and also from Spain. Uh, but they all lived in the US. They were all living in New York and they were brought to uh, Maryland to shoot it. The funny thing is that we, they all knew each other. So that made everything so much easier. <laughs> they had worked together yes. in New York I, my, the, the actor who played my brother, Gonzalo, we had just done a, a play together. Uh, so we knew each other very well. And that helped a lot because we didn't have a lot of time together to rehearse. Like we rehearsed via Zoom and everything, but not, not in person. Um, but it helped a lot that we knew each other and we had worked together. So it was just instant connection of like, you are my brother, I am your brother. Let's go into that house and see what happens. <laughs>
1: Do you think that making movies like this help elevate the conversation when it comes to cinematography in Central America? Or from Central America, of course.
0: Um I feel like it's all about support. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like when you have support, you can you can try more. Um central america south america i mean not a lot there are a lot of countries that have um government support and and uh private uh businesses that support the arts um but a lot of countries they don't have that uh in central america in, in in peru at least that's how i can what i can speak about um and i feel like that's the 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 major issue that if you don't have the support of, of your government, if you don't, have, if you don't, if they don't think that audiovisual art is part of culture, then um, you have you you the only growth that you can have is the one that you can create yourself. And money wise, uh, connection wise, you can reach a, a ceiling faster like that, because that you, you don't have that many connections. But if you have the support of your government, if you have the support of, of private businesses, then that ceiling just keeps growing and growing and you can, and you can continue to grow and continue to drag new things and continue to, um, I feel like, uh, bring, and this is exactly what Mario did with this movie, bring um, um, talent from other countries to make something better. This is a, a Honduras film, uh, but it has talent from everywhere around it.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it makes the, the cinematography and it makes this Honduran film um, different. I'm, I'm not going to say better because I haven't seen that many Honduran f- uh, movies, but um, at least different. At least there, there is a different um, aesthetic point of view, a different uh, acting point of view. You know, you you bring talent from somewhere else that they have had different, um, different upbringing and different uh, training, and you grab that and you put it and you and you put it with, um, with the talent that Honduras has. Um, I feel like these industries like the US, like um Great Britain, and that have had many more years of development, many more years of of failing and succeeding and failing and succeeding. Um, it's just because of that, because their own people have believed that it is important to support the arts and it's important to support culture in audiovisual. People think that that movies are just entertainment and it is not that. It just because people go to the movies and enjoy it doesn't mean that it's uh, empty. It it says a lot about the culture of the country. It says a lot about the, the culture of the person who, for instance, wrote a script. Um, that person puts a lot of what they've um, encountered in their life into writing that piece. And that is part of the culture. Um, it's a... And it's sad that, that people don't see it like that. Um, especially now in, this, in these times of, of the pandemic, the, the, the audiovisual area of the culture is, is, uh, is forgotten and, and they don't pay attention to it. For instance, here in Peru, the, movies, the movie theaters are not open yet and it's been more than 15 months and no one, no one thinks that that's important because it's like, ah, it's just entertainment, but it's not just that. Uh, you you can um, you can you can teach people a lot through a movie, maybe way more than in school, uh, or way more than in your own family. You know these people, the, the children, kids, um, grown ups, or whatever. They go to the movies because they want to either get away from their daily life, or they want to see something that they are interested in, and that is learning. That is that is a learning process. Different from from school, different from books, but it is still a learning process. And the fact that people don't see it like that, it's it's um, it's sad because because then we're fighting a, a war by ourselves. And at the end, it just it also brings um, development to the country, but the government doesn't see it like that. So it's um, it's a fight that that. That we're not gonna give up on, but uh, that we need to, um, we need to make sure that people see it like that. We, need, for instance, now things are starting to open, but if no one supports it, it's gonna take way more, way longer to 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 be stable and to be uh, moving forward again. So we need we need support and we need help from 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 maybe places that before they didn't help. Um, It's very important.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's about leveraging the different backgrounds, diversity, talent that we have out there so that it reflects the world we actually see back at us, right? Um, And learn, or maybe the worlds we don't see and that we learn about. Right now that you're in Peru, what have your... What has Peru said about this movie? Has anyone told you anything from your country about what they thought about it?
0: Well, they're very interested. The thing is that it's not it's not out here yet because it, it is only on demand in the US and in Canada. Although there are some sides that I already have in. <laughs> <laughs> oh of course, because
1: of course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, I get messages. I was like, oh my God, I'm watching your movie. It's so great. And it's like, where, how? how are you watching this? <laughs> And it's like a a, a screenshot of, of the page. I'm like, dude, that's 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 Support not good. That doesn't help us. Do
1: it the right way. <laughs> yes.
0: Exactly. Or just wait. Wait yes. a little bit. I mean, people are very interested, and we've had a lot of um, conversations, and and um, TV programs have been interested in interviewing Mario and me. Uh, so people are are excited to see the movie. Um, but they have to wait a little bit longer because there are no movie theaters here, and there might be some conversations with streaming services here. But it's all about um, how how can you how can you make this the decision to show your movie to a bigger audience, and if a streaming service in Peru is a good choice, or maybe not, or maybe wait a couple more months until the movie theaters open, uh, or not. That is something that. Uh, Mario and Juan Pablo and the producers will have to decide, but it's a lot of work to make a movie, and oh, yeah. you you have <laughs> you have to make a, a good decision to to have some sort of um, of reach and and some profit of a, of your movie. Uh, so yeah, those details are the producer side.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's always interesting to hear because I think that sometimes people we're very quick to criticize always everything anything yeah. and and we don't realize all the work that goes behind just a a short film you know yeah. imagine yeah. more than an hour that's just it's a lot it's a lot of work that goes behind pre-production and then even post and all of the people that have to be involved you do have to be passionate about what you do because i know it's a lot of long hours
0: yeah passion and and just doing what you love is 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 something that people really need sometimes. Um, I remember I was I was doing this this play in New York, that was paying really well, and but I was it was it was it was stupid. And the director was really bad, and the actors they all treated each other really badly, so it was very horrible to work there. And then as soon as that ended, I accepted this other other uh, theater play for, from a friend that was for free. And I was so happy doing that, and I was like I much rather would have chosen that one over the other one, and the money will come some some other way, but the the happiness that, that we feel when we do something that we really love is important.
1: lightning round questions, meaning that you just have to answer them quickly. Okay, so here we go. Favorite book?
0: Letters to a young poet.
1: Favorite singer?
0: Uh, uh, Michael Jackson. (laughs) Good choice,
1: good choice. The first thing you do in the morning? Coffee. Hidden talent?
0: Mm, I love singing. (laughs)
1: Really? I mean, is that hidden? Because I don't think that's very hidden.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not hidden now, but it's taken uh, 25 years.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I have questions. Okay. Quality you look for in your business partners? Uh, honesty. Quality you look for in your friends?
0: Honesty. Honesty.
1: One thing you wish you knew at the beginning of your career?
0: Ah, that, mm, I mean, I knew it was gonna be hard. Uh, nothing is a surprise until like, I'm, I'm uh, I mean, this is longer than just a quick <laughs> answer. <laughs> it's just because I, I, I really knew that it was gonna be hard and I really knew that I was gonna work my butt off to achieve the things that I want to achieve. I'm just very grateful with everything that I get um, so every every project is uh, not a surprise, but it is that feeling of thank you, and that is something that I wouldn't know at the beginning, like because I don't know what I'm gonna get. But um, other than that, it's uh, I don't I didn't know how my, my, my career was gonna be, but I knew that um, I was gonna I was I'm I was gonna work my ass off. <laughs>
1: One thing that I didn't ask you that you wish I would have asked you.
0: Wow. Oh <laughs> uh, wow. Um.
1: No pressure in that question.
0: <laughs> no pressure at all. What question would, uh, would I <laughs> would would have loved for you to ask me? I mean, we spoke briefly about about singing, and because it's um. It's such a new thing for me. Um, I and I, I I like talk. I now I it makes me excited to talk about it. But it's up to you.
1: <laughs> Tell me more about it. That's that's my question. I want to know what is this singing thing? Why did it take you twenty five years? I want to know. <gasps>
0: uh, it took me twenty five years because um, people should understand that that words matter, right? and and even if it even if it doesn't come from like a negative part or like uh, you don't want to hurt someone uh words still have its own meaning and and it created a lot of fear in me uh, because people would make fun of, of my voice and stuff like that so i was never able to actually um sing or or, or or go to classes because I was so afraid of it. And I was so afraid that people would make fun of me. So I would always sing in my head and I would always create songs in my head and I would always uh, <laughs> have concerts in my head and I would live with music 24 seven for everything I had music. So music has always been a huge part of my life but I always was so scared of, of actually making a step towards whatever it is. And until a couple months ago that I decided to try and, um, and succeed in that fear. Tried to, to just, I don't know, whatever happens, if I do it and someone else listens to, to my voice and I, I needed to do it for me, for myself, for my own fear and, and, and so that I would be able to, to just conquer it. Um, so I released a story on my Instagram and the response was really nice and it, it it meant a lot to me and it was very special because it felt like i was finally um not giving so much power and control to my fear and the, and and the fear of what was created for 25 years um and then this music producer contacted me and was like, "I really like your voice. I really like how you interpret, and and I want to work with you." So I was like, "Okay, but just so you know, <laughs> I am terrified, and um, I want to do it. And with everything that I do, I just put my heart and everything and my soul in it into it. So I will work my butt off, and I will I will achieve everything that I want because that's just how I am, and." Uh, and then it started, and then I, I'm, I I still I have so many classes, singing and then breathing technique and stuff like that because I'm not um, I'm not very comfortable yet in singing. I have 16 years of training in acting, so I'm comfortable in acting. I don't have that many years training in singing, so I'm, I'm I I cannot call myself a singer because I I'm not. I love to sing, and I'm working hard to to be a singer. But uh, eventually, <laughs> um, but I feel like what, what, what drives me and what drives me to, to try this and to act as well and to, and to be in this world of, of creation and art is exactly that, to create um, in whatever way it means. Uh, I produced a movie. I wrote a movie. I, I, I wrote a, a TV show. I... I'm, I'm an actor i I I need to I need to create I need to be creative and through music is something that I haven't been able to do because of that fear and now I'm I'm doing it and it, it's I don't know it's very exciting and uh, <laughs> ah, i <laughs> I know that I will work very hard for it I have all the all, all the concept of of who I am as a singer as a as a person who creates music like I'm I'm talking to the to the music producer saying like this is my style, this is what I love this is. um, This is what I listen to this is what I like of I mean I love all genres I love hard rock I, I'm a huge fan of Ozzy Osbourne of Metallica of Marlon Manson, but I also love Lady Gaga I love. Um, Carrie Underwood country, you know there, there are many there it's like each genre and each type of music gives you a specific emotion or, or opens something in you while you listen to it. So when I what I create is what do I love of all of these uh, songs of all of these these genres? What do I like of these things? And I put that into what I and into what I think my music musical genre is, which is a sort of like an, an EDM electropop with like some dubstep influence. Um, <laughs> but it has, you know, the the, <laughs> the energy and the power of hard rock and it has the heart of country and it has uh, the beat of pop um, and my story. Because we had a, a conversation about, you know, right now in the Latin, you know, um, musical world, it's very urban, it's very, you know, Maluma, it's very, um, I don't know all of these bad Bunny Kevin <laughs> bad, bad <laughs> bad <bunny.
1: bean>. Osuna <laughs> oh my god why do I know so many names but I can <laughs> keep going
0: <laughs> which is which is fine which is great at what they do uh, but I cannot become that because I'm I'm not and and I will feel like it's not like eventually I will give up eventually I will be like this is this is this is not why I would do this um I, but the the good thing is that I love commercial pop, which gives there's a there's an audience for that and i and I love that so so everything that I will create it will be sort of commercially thought about um, but it has my story.
1: You are so passionate about the music thing, like seeing you talk about music and you're singing is a little different than seeing you talking about the movie or acting, because I feel like you're a lot more confident in that and you're barely learning how to get there with music. So little laughs come out here and there because it's almost like you can't believe what you're saying yourself.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: But I've, I've loved talking to you. I've loved listening to your passions. Where can we see this movie and what should we know about it?
0: If you are in the US and Canada, you can watch it on demand. You can watch it on Amazon Prime and you can watch it on Vimeo and on Dark Room right now in this instance. So if you're watching this, go watch the movie. <laughs> and, the if legal, you're n- <laughs> and if you're not in the US and Canada, uh, please don't watch the movie in other <laughs> sites. Just wait a little bit. Um, It's in Central America because in in a lot of countries because of the the movie theaters already been open. There's already been conversations about being um, uh, being distributed in movie theaters. So it's just it's gonna just take a little bit of time. In Honduras, there's already um, uh, scheduled a a release date, which is end of September, for everyone in Honduras. and I feel like we're all going to go there. Thank you, Mario, for inviting us.
1: <laughs> Is there anything else you would like to say?
0: Thank you. Just thank you for, for, for talking. Um, because it's so nice to talk about what we love. And it's so nice to talk about, about it with you. Uh, you have such a, such a cool mm-hmm. and positive energy. And, and it's really thank nice. Thank you also for giving me an opportunity to, to get excited about what I do. <laughs>
1: Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode with Sebastián. I encourage you to watch La Condesa now available on demand in the U.S. and Canada. Learn more at La Condesa Movie on Instagram and Facebook or at lacondesamovie.com. You can follow Sebastián at Sebastián on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. As always, you'll find all of this information in the description of this episode. Remember to support Latin American art of all kinds, including us on Latinikis, by rating this podcast on Apple Podcasts. As you know, this will help us continue to work on the show and bring on guests who inspire and motivate you. This is Latinx. I'm your host, Andrea Márquez. Thank you for listening.